Good morning and welcome Overeaters Anonymous, uh, a vision for you big book study. My name is Larry Kay and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, March 20th, 2020. Today we are reading from the big book and we are currently on page 98, the uh, second paragraph which starts burn the idea. And we're we're going to read the one paragraph only. Today's readers, we have Tenzin P on the 12 steps, Christina J on the 12 traditions, and the readers of the text are Harlan G, Susan H, and Lauren N. The uh, share ID for yesterday, Thursday, March 19th, the 7 a.m. meeting, that is 14,280-14280. And for the 10 a.m. meeting, 14,282-14282. We got the, the um, newcomer greeter for the after this meeting is Jason K, and the host for the second hour is my neighbor, Deanna B. Okay, OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating, well, they can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Um, I will now ask Tenzin P. Tenzin, would you be kind enough to read the 12 steps? Mm, Very happy to read. This is Tenzin checking in from New York. And uh, here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him 
praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you very much. Wishing everyone a blessed day. Thank you, Tenzin. Okay, let me now ask uh, Christina J to read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Christina. Good morning, Larry. Thank you for your service and everybody on the line today. Christina J, State of Washington here. Um, 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscious. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or, excuse me, or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, <clears throat> Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside Indians, on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and I pass. Thanks so much, Christina. Okay, you guys, here's how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Of course, anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature that we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive readers only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year. For readers, it's six months, and there is absolutely no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read, and we are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. If you'd like to share, press star one to unmute your phone. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press uh, star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the uh, speaker should be muted. So today we're gonna resume our our study of the big book. Um, We are on page 98. The second paragraph starts burn the idea. And we got a first baseman. Uh, He's been in the league for a while. Harlan, would you get us started? I'd be happy to. Good morning, Larry, and thanks for your service, and thanks to Team Friday for making this fabulous meeting possible. Burn the idea into the consciousness of every man that he can get well regardless of anyone 
the only condition is that he trust in God and clean house. I'm Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I'm in Scottsdale, Arizona. The word on page 98 that is not printed, but the word that is jumping out at me every time I go to this page is the word priority. The word priority has to be ingrained in my mind because nothing Nothing came before food in my life. Here's a conversation I never had with myself. Man, it's really cold out today. I don't think I'm going to eat M&M's. I think I'll take a break from eating M&M's today. It's really cold. Said no one ever if they're in my brain. My compulsion to eat food never took a day off. Hot, cold, rain, snow, sleet, didn't matter. My recovery has got to be job number one. And not only does it have to be job number one for me, there has to be an ascending service commitment in my brain. In other words, my disease got worse as I slept. When I slept last night, three things happened. I got older, which means that I can't fend off the disease. Things are changing, which brings up a lot of character defects and feelings, emotions, the buildup of emotions. And my disease got worse. And so the consciousness of my brain means I can get well if I work the steps and help others. I must teach this incessantly to others if I am going to keep it. There is no earthly explanation as to why I have this disease, and there is no earthly solution. My defense must come from a higher power. And the only way that I am going to connect with that higher power in a way that will bring about a spiritual awakening necessary to to circumvent the desire to eat is going to be that I'm going to trust in God and clean house. I must take action every day. There are people on this line that have 12 children grandchildren. There are people on this line that live alone. They don't have any children. They don't have any family. It doesn't matter. If we are compulsive overeaters, the day comes, the sun comes up, and that means that there is work to be done. And what is that work specifically for me to recover and to trust in God enough to pass this to other people? I teach this incessantly to others or I will die in the food. Those are my choices. This is not a program for people who need it. This is not a program for people who want it. This is a program for people who do it. And to do it means I get to live in the sunlight of the Spirit. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Uh, Thanks for getting us started, Harlan. Harlan read uh, from page 98. Uh, The first paragraph burned the idea. We just shared on the one paragraph only. If you haven't shared in the past day or so and would like to share, please uh, fire away. Ready, set, go. Irene. Marcella. Irene. Duke. Nancy. Duke. Katie. Marcella. Donna. 
do, Katie, Donna, and Amy. Okay, let me let me stop everyone there if I could, and um, I'm sure I missed somebody. In fact, I'll guarantee it that I have. Um, but here's who I heard. I heard Irene. I heard Nancy. I heard Marcella. I heard Du, Katie, Donna, and Adini. Um, so why don't we go with that? My apologies to those that I did not hear. Irene, would you get us started, followed by Nancy, and then the Marcella. Irene? Good morning, Larry. Always Good wonderful morning. to hear your voice. Um, I'm Irene B. I'm very grateful to recover in bulimic from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Oh, my gosh. Um, this short little paragraph is screaming at me. Trust God, absolutely. Clean house. Gotta. And I know that I'm going to take this from a different perspective than than probably most of us were expecting, but when I heard clean house, it's like, yeah, that's what I have to do. I have to clean my mind. I have to clean my thoughts. I have to clean my brain. I have to uproot all my core irrational beliefs, all the cognitive distortions that keep them alive so that I can be free from the internal torture of self-flagellation, from being so critical, judgmental, comparing, not being enough. I've got a clean house. And, um, yes, I have to make amends, most definitely. But, Lord, I have got to clean my brain. And here's the kicker. We've got to trust God. I have tried to clean house for the last 35 years or so. I was aware of cognitive distortions, techniques to dispute them, but it was all an intellectual exercise. And um, that was engaging my intellectual part of the brain, the executive part of the brain, whereas my core irrational beliefs fed by cognitive distortion they live in the primitive part of my brain, and that I could not access because that's hardwired into my computer. It's hardwired. I can't access it. I don't have access to it. But God does, and I'm here to tell you that I didn't think it was possible to start to dislodge some of those crazy, irrational beliefs, but with the help of a therapist, and most importantly, with the help of God and programs, I think they're beginning to give way. And my sponsor said, I, Irene, you're not doing it. God is doing it. So, And that's what gave me hope because I have tried to get better my entire life, always failing because I was doing it on my own power. But this time, I'm doing it with the power of God, and he can do what I cannot do. I can't, but he can, and that is powerful, and that gives me hope, and it's happening. It's actually happening. Am I there yet? Heck no. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much. We just got to keep trying and trusting God. Bye. There you go. Thanks, Irene. Thanks for, for getting us started on the shares. Next, we have Nancy, followed by Marcella. Nancy, good morning. Good morning. Um, thanks for letting me share. This is Nancy P. calling from West Newton, Massachusetts. So um, this paragraph seems to me to be the predicate of the previous paragraph, job or no job, wife or no wife, et cetera. So 
I can get well regardless of anyone. And I just thought that the main thing that I needed to do was to stop eating. And, um, and I couldn't get well regardless of anyone. And the first person in that line was myself. Um, but once I started, so, so my whole life, and even including the over 40, nearly 50 years that I was in OA before I came into Vision and Recovered, um, I wanted to start at the end. I wanted to, you know, be thin and serene, and then I would um, think about all the other things that I needed to do to to stay well. Um, But once I um, stopped and started at the beginning, excuse me, um, then things began to progress in the way that this book says because I did exactly what the book says so um, I I got I had plenty of bad stuff that happened to me after I put the food down and began to work the steps and um, I spent a lot I feel like I spent a lot more time sobbing and crying and saying I didn't want this life I wanted a different life but I slogged on and I and I finished the process I finished the steps because the only condition that there is the only thing is that I had to trust in my higher power steps 1 through 3 and clean house steps 4 through 9 and in that process when I did those things um my whole life unfolded in a different way my sponsor in particular became unnecessary. I don't I rarely talk to her unless I have a particular question. But I one thing that I do every single day is I work with other people. Um because this twelfth step is really the jewel in the crown. Um and then with that I'll pass. Thanks so much Nancy. Okay, we have Marcella followed by Du. Marcella, where are you? Boston, somewhere else, where are you this morning? I am in Boston. Marcella Comolic we were supposed to be in Mexico City right now, but God had very different plans for us. So, burned, are we lucky or what? Burned the idea that we can get well, and, and regardless of anyone. And when can we get well? We can get well right here, right now, with the powerful ideas of the big book that facilitate our conscious contact with a higher power that works in the whole entire planet in every single language available to mankind. I really wanted to share today because this is what I do. I wake up in the morning. I find out what paragraph we're studying. I listen to you and I take notes. And then in four hours, we do the same in Spanish um, for 17 countries all over the world. We are now, I hope that you take comfort in knowing that our message is relevant to the whole world and that every day this simple exercise of getting together to um, read the big book um, is bringing great comfort to a lot of people in Madrid, Spain, who have been confined for many days now. And... um, It's so counterintuitive because the effect, um, frankly, guys, I don't have the time to be nervous or scared or worried because I'm just too busy between a vision for you and and una visión para ti, and my sponsees in English and in Spanish. I'm living in the fourth dimension of the spirit in which we have purpose, strength, direction, and everything makes sense 
and we know how to teach the world um, because we have experience already what is the meaning of being powerless. The whole entire world is finding out that we are powerless. The big difference is that we have a little bit of practice knowing that we're powerless, but that there is a higher power in which we can trust. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Marcella. Okay, we have Do followed by Katie. Do you holding up the Ford and uh, out east? Good morning. Hey, Do, press star one if you would. It's Duke. Oh, it's Duke. Okay, I thought that was Duke. Hey, Duke, how are you? How are you? Good, good, thank you. Um, compulsive overeater recovered in Rhode Island. And, uh, you know, the part that sticks out for me here, it says the minute we we put our work, I go back to the previous paragraph as well, on our service plan, the alcoholic commands us to rely upon assistance rather than on God. He clamors for this or that. And then it goes on to say job or no job, wife or no job, wife. I'm getting texts from people right now and they're like, how am I going to do this? You know, I'm home, I'm eating, uh, I've lost my job, I'm filing for unemployment. There's so much uncertainty for people right now. And what I keep bringing people back to and I keep bringing myself back to is that it's really about me and my relationship with God. And what we're working on here is step 12. So this is, we've done the work, now we're working with other people. So the suggestion that we can offer to other people and I've had people who have actually died. I had a guy that I was working with. He choked to death in the grocery store. He aspirated on something. You know, he was so insistent on getting the job back, the relationship back, the house back, the money back. And he didn't have the foundation. He didn't have the substance. He hadn't established his relationship with God. And he's dead now, you know. And uh, I got another one that was found dead on a cruise ship. Um, and so I burned the consciousness into the idea of every man that he can get well regardless of anyone or anything. The only condition is that he trusts God and clean house and clean house is the fourth step. And then I have to go out and make amends, you know, and the thing that I can tell you is I was somebody who was 500 pounds. Um, you know, I came in at 88. I was 450. I lost it 13 years in. I put it back on. And what I realized is that I never did the work this way where I effectively get down to causes and conditions. And, um, I certainly didn't do three parts of the fourth step you know, the resentments, including the turnarounds, the fear, and then the sex inventory. And so um, cleaning house is really an essential part. The only thing that is required is honesty and thoroughness, and that we get to commence to do it as well. So again, I really think that these words here are about me being able to pass on the message to other people. And this program has a practical application to relieve me of you know, my addiction on a daily basis. And, um, you know, the real germ out there today is fear. And because I've done a fear inventory part of that cleaning house, I know how to handle things when they're coming up and I can get to the root cause of what they are, which is losing what I have, not getting what I want, unable to control the situation, etc. And then I say the fear prayer, which was part of what I learned when I did the fourth step, God, please remove my fear and direct my attention to what you can have me be happy, joyous, free, and of usefulness to other people. Because when I'm being a usefulness to other people in this 12th step, I get out of my own head and the fear goes away. Thank you. Thanks so much, Duke. Appreciate that. Okay, next up is Katie followed by Donna. Good morning, Katie. 
Good morning. This is KDF in Virginia. And um, burn the idea into the consciousness of every man that he can get well, regardless of anyone. And that is so important for me because I stayed in this disease because I blamed it on everyone. I blamed it on the person who invited me out to lunch. And so I had to throw over my food plan. I blamed it on my mother who, you know, whatever. I mean, I just blamed it on everyone. And now, you know, we have this um, situation where, you know, as people have already shared, people are living in a lot of fear and a lot of this and a lot of that. And just on and on, we can, you know, spiral. And yet, you know, um, God has brought me through so many things that I can now rest on my own experience that if God's brought me through all these other things, he's going to bring me through whatever comes up for the rest of my life, one day at a time, that I don't have to project into the wreckage of the future, as one of my friends calls it, because it hasn't happened. You know, I could never, a year ago at this time, um, my mother was on hospice care, which lasted for one week, and then she passed away. So this day, last year, I was called home from work because I was told this is, this is it, and tomorrow morning will be one year that I walk, went into her room because I thought it would be a good idea to read my readings because no one else was up, and I'm the one who found my mother was no longer with us. And so... <laughs> Now, a year later, we're going through such a, you know, no one in our lifetime, no one is alive today who's ever gone through something like this. And in a million years, she could have never told me that this is what would be going on. But the last 365 days, despite finding my mother had passed away, despite everything else that's happened in my life, I've been able to stay abstinent. And despite everything going on around me, whatever it is, and so there's no reason for me to believe that whatever comes my way today, whether my husband loses his job, whether I get my hours cut to half or whatever happens, that God's not going to take care of me. I have every belief that he will. And if, um, you know, someone's faith muscle isn't that strong right now, well, this is a good opportunity to develop it. Um, because, and the way to do that is, to trust in God and clean house because that keeps me very busy. And, you know, noticing how I'm talking to people, noticing how I'm talking about people, um, all of those things can really occupy me to not be caught up in worry, fear, and despair. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Katie. Okay, next up is Donna, followed by Irini. Donna, good morning. Good morning. It's so good to be here. I love how God's expressing himself today. Um, when Harlan kicked it off today, he talked about priority. That's the first thing that jumped off the page. Interestingly enough, a few days ago, um, my higher power had me look up the word priority and that came to the conclusion that if we have two priorities, it's like chasing two rabbits. You won't catch even one. So the main thing I have to do is be abstinent today. It's the one thing God's requiring of me is just to put the food down. And then, um, and I love this passage because it's a promise that we can get well regardless of the situation. So that's a wonderful promise. I've got so much to take home and so many wonderful things I'm learning through you guys. 
as long as I keep playing the blame game, I cannot get well. And the other wonderful thing is realizing that I am powerless. The more I realize how powerless I am, then I can shift all that over onto the one who can handle it. So I'm excited about my recovery today. Thanks, you guys, for helping me get better. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Thanks so much, uh, Donna. Next up, uh, Rini, and then uh, uh, then we will take some more names. Good morning, my spiritual sister. How are you? Good morning, Larry. Thank you so much for your service. Good morning, my spiritual brothers and sisters. My name is Irini, and I am a very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Always giving credit where credit is due. Burn the idea. Wow, that's a pretty powerful um, statement and uh, saying. For me, that means to go deep within, to press into one's awareness that what, that change is possible. And it's also not only possible, but it's permanent to be restored to sanity. Wow. But not by any human aid but by getting connected to God, ourselves, and others. It's having the 12 steps manifest in our lives when, when we believe in God, period. We need to believe it. It's not just going through the steps. We need to believe what we're going through so it can manifest in our lives. And the first three steps is about trusting God. For me, trust is having confidence that everything will be taken care of. By whom? By God. It's putting faith into action. For me, trust is the main ingredient to surrender. You know, I usually trust my loved ones, my friends, but at times I get disappointed. But God, I can trust him 100%. It never changes. Everything and everybody changes. God never changes. So the more I trust God, the closer I get to him. And when I trust God, then fear melts away. Wow. Fear melts away? I was always in fear. And it's allowing my eyes of my heart to see what is not there and to believe that I'm always being taken care of no matter what. And then steps four through 11, it's my inner house cleaning. That's my mind, getting, uh, rewiring my mind, softening my heart. It's about my actions. Am I doing the right thing? Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing to keep in order, to be honest, to have good character? And if I don't know, ask, please, somebody show me how to do this. It's about my inventory, removing my defects of character, making amends on a daily basis, being honest about everything. And then step 12, show me. Show me. I'm I'm showing others of how to do this. A guide. I'm carrying the message. A message to those who are suffering in and out of the rooms. To be of service, to be God-centered allows me to be more selfless. So the hole that I had in my soul has been filled, living by spiritual principles in all my affairs and relying on God's guide, you know, my thinking, my doing, according to his will. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Arini. 
Appreciate that. Okay, just to let you know where we are before we uh, take more names, uh, page 98. Harlan, excuse me for a second. Um, Harlan read the uh, first page, excuse me, first paragraph, rather, burn the idea. I think I heard Ned, if I'm not mistaken. Madam. If, if I did. And, okay, Leia, Matt. Elise, okay. Elise do N. Do L. Elise do. N. I got you, Elise. Nancy L. Nancy L. Hoodie R. Here's who I have. So, uh, hoodie. Uh, let's stop with Hoodie if we if we could. Let me tell you who I've heard. Okay. And then and other than Matt, if everyone else would um, would mute their phone, that would I would be so appreciative. You have no idea. Okay. So we have Matt, Leah, Elise, Do. Nancy and Hoodie. Why don't we go with that list? My apologies to those who hate me that I missed your name. I'm so sorry. Matt, good morning. Matt, press star one. Oh, hey, Larry, can you hear me? There you are. I can, Matt. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. This is Matt. I'm going to pull over here. I'm glad to be back in the meeting. I've been away for a while. Um, burn the idea. For me, I have to burn the idea that I have a compulsive overeater. Um, I finally admitted to myself that I needed more help than just a way can give me, and I finally got surrendered to the fact that I was a compulsive overeater, and I needed the help, and I realized that I am someone who uh, needs to be told every day that I am a compulsive overeater because this disease likes to tell me in my mind that you're not really a compulsive overeater. You're just someone who needs to lose a little bit of weight or a lot of bit of weight. And um, I'm very stubborn in my ideals. And I'm using, I was using everything that's going on around, around me. To, to, I got swept up in the chaos of life and, and, and everything that was happening around me to stay, stay sick. And I'm very grateful that um, I'm learning to realize that I have others around me. I needed more than just a phone call every day because I don't have... Um, face-to-face meetings anymore. Now with everything going around us, we don't have them anymore, you know, because of everything going around with, with, with uh, how it's happening around the world. And I definitely need um, support, and I'm grateful for that. And I need to stay connected with people, and I'm very grateful that day by day, I'm being honest. That's the key word for me, honesty, because I can lie to myself so easily and I lie to others very easily. That's the thing that very I lie like the drop of a hat. And that's the key word. Honesty is the first thing that goes out the window is truth. As Harlan says, that's that's the first victim of compulsive overeating is honesty, the truth. And I'm very grateful today that I'm learning to keep myself honest. Uh, I have to work on that. It's a, it's a, I'm a work in progress. And I'm taking it day by day. And I'm very grateful that I'm back and I just wanted to say thank you for letting me share, and I'm grateful you're all here on the line today. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Matt. Okay, Leah, you're up next, followed by Elise. Good morning, Leah. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, everyone. This is Leah S. Recovered and very grateful in Brooklyn, New York. Clean house and trust God. Um... Don't hide anything because whatever you're going to bury deep inside of you that no one really knows about is going to come out and bite at you. And it's going to come so unexpectedly. So clean that house. 
go with that fear of what you want to hide uh, uh, from others. Go with that fear. Get yourself that companion of God that has brought you in to this place so far, and um, that is love and kindness. And just go with that, and you're going to see unbelievable miracles. And then the hope, the burning, the idea of everything, the hope and the positivity that is going to accompany you in doing the part about cleaning your house and coming up front and being who Leia is really. And this is with love and kindness because I'm not going through it all alone. I'm, I'm bringing that power of God. And it's it's just an unbelievable and un, unreal thing that we never that I never imagined. It sets you free. It it brings you even more hope. It brings you even more courage and confidence. And um, it, it just it's just an enormous feeling that is is indescribable. But it is true. It is true. And I'm here to tell it. Thank you. I pass. Thank you, Leah. Okay, Elise, it's, you're up next, followed by Du. Elise, good morning. Hi, um, this is Elise. Um, and I want to thank you all for being here. And I just think it's wonderful that we have this meeting. Um, I was turned on to this meeting, and it's a habit. Um, it was a habit even before we had the coronavirus and um, were in the house. Um, I was always, you know, in the house to go on this meeting. And now for the last year um, that I've been going. Um, and I just want to talk about fear and, and faith and, and, and this program. And that is, first of all, I found my faith in this program. I first, I, I, I saw that I was losing weight. And I know not all about the food, but hey, when when you're as heavy as I was, it was really about the food when I came in. And when I saw I could lose the weight and keep it off, I really knew that it wasn't me doing it. And uh, I knew it was God, and I wanted to say thank you. And finding a way to say thank you in my own faith was what ended up happening here. Um, and the other thing I wanted to talk about is, you know, there's so much fear, you know, in the world right now. Um, myself included at times. And one thing um, I see people doing and I is watching the news incessantly and then getting really frightened. This many people die and that many people die. And you don't, and after they watch the news, people hyperventilating, you don't hear them saying, wow, most people that, that get this flip, you know, 427 people get it and, and the majority live and, and only have mild symptoms. So it's, and that's not to negate the ones that aren't, aren't living, but we also have a flu that goes around every winter and, and a lot of people die from that. They don't talk about that. Um, and more people die from obesity, you know. Elise, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, stop you for a second with kindness and grace. Um, if we're trying to stick to the paragraph we're reading. Thank you so much. Okay, I think that I'm not, maybe I'm not concentrating enough today, but... Um, that's okay. 
I'm just trying to remember exactly what it was about. Um, yeah, we read so, page um, it's a, page 98, the first paragraph, burn the idea into the consciousness. Okay. I think I'm going to pass. No problem. Okay. Thank you so much, Elise. And I, I understand there's a lot going on, but thanks so much. All right. We're going to move on to Miss Du, followed by Nancy. Hey, Du, good morning. Good morning. This is Du, Al, recovered compulsive from New York. So grateful for this opportunity. Yes, um, I'm going to talk a little bit about world events, but I'm going to tie it back into the paragraph. And, and you know, um, yesterday I went to the supermarket and one of the uh, owners there was saying, you know, uh, the government might, the governor of New York might be shutting down the supermarkets. And I don't know about you guys, but as a good compulsive eater, I went into fear, <laughs> you know, and I'm like thinking if, you know, and then I heard news about people buying guns and rifles and, and things like that. And the army coming into New York city and I was struck by fear, you know, I was struck by fear, but this is where the program works, where other things fail. And it says, burn the idea into the consciousness of every man that he can get well regardless of anyone or regardless of any situation and the only requirement that you're required to do is trust god and clean house what is clean house i am a temple i am the house i am the person and what i am cleaning is cleaning the things that hold me back from accessing that power greater than myself, right? So it's saying clean the blockages, clean the fear, clean the resentment, clean the sex conduct, clean the things that will hold you back from trusting God. And at that moment, when I'm getting this news, um, and I was being bombarded by news yesterday, and, <clears throat> you know, and I said, how can I be helpful? How can I be trusting God and co-creating with God? And the first thing that came to my mind is I need to get the sponsees ready, you know, to make sure that they weather the storm in trusting God. How can they prepare their stuff? How can they prepare in advance, you know, for whatever's coming? And, and things are coming. Things are affecting us, right? Um, but how can we stay focused? on trusting God, you know, um, one of the things, you know, I was sharing with my sponsee this morning is, are you going to enough meetings? Are you doing um, the podcast? Are you reaching out to other people? Are you doing this? You know, even though we're, we're self-isolating and social uh, uh, distancing, we still have access to technology that can help us to, you know, fortify that trusting God, right? If God takes us to it, he will see us through it. But how is he going to see us through it if we're not trusting and giving into the fear? So today I burned that idea, not only in myself, but I burn it in others because that's the only hope that we have. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Du. Okay, next up we have Nancy followed by Hoodie. Good morning, Nancy. Good morning, Larry. Thank you for your service. I am Nancy L. from Georgia. I am a recovering compulsive eater. Um, 
what has jumped out at me this morning in this paragraph that we read is the word consciousness. And I'm just so grateful that today I am conscious. But I've spent so many days and so many months and years unconsciously practicing my disease of compulsive eating. I can I can binge eat and never even be conscious of what time it is or conscious of how much I've eaten. I'm just unconscious. But the steps taught me to come, step two told me, come to. Ooh, it's like I have come to all of a sudden and I am conscious. When I'm unconscious, I can't trust God. I can't clean house. All I can do is practice my disease. But when I came to, when I took step two, suddenly I could trust God. I could clean some house. I could do some fearless moral inventory and then share that inventory with another person and with God but I had to come to consciousness. And now today, I have to continue to improve my consciousness through prayer and meditation. And through these steps, it's just so so exciting to me of how the founders and the writers of these steps made them all fit together. And we don't see that until we come to consciousness. And so this word is just so important to me that that I remain each day and seek each day to have conscious contact with my higher power, who is God. And I thank you all for being here this morning. And Larry, thank you for serving. And um, with that, I pass. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks, Nancy. Okay, Hoodie, you're up next, and we'll take a few more names after that. Good morning, Hoodie. Thank you so much. Good morning, Larry. This is Hoodie R., a recovered compulsive overeater in Israel. And burn the idea into the consciousness of every man that he can get well regardless of anyone. And, um, you know, burn that idea. I had to get – I had to get – um, so many sponsors would tell, would take me to this page and tell me, you know, no one, no one could get you to recover. No one, there's no, you know what, you can't start blaming other people or places or things. If this would be different, if this, you know, there's no excuses in the, in the belt. I had to burn the idea and accept the spiritual. This is a spiritual idea that we're talking about here. The higher power in these 12 steps is a spiritual idea. And it's about when I acknowledge that something or someone is greater than I am, then that becomes that spiritual idea. When I take that surrender and I, with my humility, could say, I don't know, and I take direction from someone else, when I accept the idea that there's a power bigger and wiser than me that does things, things will begin to happen in my life. I will start seeing changes in my life. Something happy is going to happen. But, you know, it's, when I, had, I have to stop do, um, trying to, you know, find all these remedies or feel, find, find a way to, to, get myself, um, to get myself well. I had to accept that there is someone out there, that there is some higher power working in me, and 
that is re- releasing and um, and is, is taking care of me to the best of my knowledge, no matter what is going on in my life. I know that there's a higher power. And so the only condition is that he trusts in God and clean house. What does it mean by trust? Again, not seeking out all these alternative stuff. Let's go, and like, you know, following directions from the, gu- the guidelines, following the guidelines that are given to me, following a, a sponsor even, a high, something higher that knows more than me. And you know what? When I was able to let go of what I think I knew, everything I think I knew, and open my mind to accept what you were doing was something better than me, that was the, the spiritual idea. I was able to the humility to take action and do something different. And you know what? No matter if, my, if what was going on in my life, it, I, you know, where I was living, what I was doing, who was in my life, who was causing me, um, you know, um, so many triggers, I could recover because you know what? I took, I, I surrendered and I said, I don't know and show me what to do and I follow direction. And so it's my hope to all of you. All you have to do is trust God that you're in this place, you're on this meeting for a reason. And this is a start of your spiritual experience. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Hoodie. We're on page 98, the second paragraph. Uh, just two names, if I could. Ginger C. Okay, I, I, I'm going to go with, um, and my apologies, I'm going to go with Melissa and Ginger, and um, my apologies to the other folks here. If you could take, you know, about two and a half minutes each, that would be splendid. Melissa, good morning. Hey, Melissa, press star one, if you would. Hi. Oh, I was talking away, already mm-hmm. using my time. Good morning, Larry. Thank you so much for for your cheery, optimistic, steady voice this morning. It's really appreciated. Um, I'm Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in New York, and um, and in, and you're not going to give me the countdown how many how many months left of school. <laughs> I was looking forward to that. Um, you know, I, I I'm I think. I love, I love, love, love this paragraph because it's hope, you know, and, and that's what all of you guys do. You're burning into the consciousness, into my awakened state. This is my, right, early morning state. I'm awake. I'm going to get well no matter what, no matter any of the external situations. And, you know, um, I believe we have a responsibility to bring that message to the still sick and suffering. Uh, my my obligation, how I keep my house clean, I have to be a beacon of positivity. It is it is my charge that that corroding thread, you know, our days, they're finite. You know, there is an infinite power. I'm not it. My days are finite. I have two choices every day. I can destroy my day. And the, the time I have here on earth, and, and that would include going back to the food. This would be a perfect excuse, right? Who cares? Or, you know, or I can enjoy every moment with the people around me that I have. And I think, you know, that's, that's why we're here. We have a beautiful message of hope. We've been set free from this 
horrendous disease of compulsive overeating. It stole me all my joy in the most beautiful moments I ruined by the food. And now when the going gets tough, I will not return to the food. I will carry a message of hope. And um, and I've made lots of phone calls to people I love over this last, you know, few times talking about wonderful things together. Um, we have a responsibility to use our time wisely. Thanks. With that, I'll pass. Thanks, Melissa. Okay, Ginger Ale, will you wrap us up this morning? Good morning. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Larry, for your service. And um, this is Ginger C. Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Colorado. So yesterday, my reality, I was in the hospital all day with my son who had emergency surgery. And the worst moment came after the surgery extended in time when the doctor said it was not successful. And I've never felt my heart fall so fall far. But, you know, the most important thing, no matter what any of us are experienced with this COVID-19 or personal matters or health matters, is that I don't take that first bite no matter what. No matter what. Because if food is not the solution to this problem, God is everything or God is nothing. And how am I making that choice today? What am I doing? And, you know, with all this fear, this anxiety, this stress, you have to emote these feelings. You have to let those tears fall. You have to keep into structure. You have to take care of yourself at this time, especially. And it's not just always, yeah, my God's everything and I'm good to go. No, I'm in a lot of pain and I got to be honest and sharing the truth. But again, thank God that today because of this recovered state and because of every beautiful fight I took, no matter how hard it hits. I'm not in a pantry. I'm not in boxes or cellophane bags. Buried in even a deeper way with pain because I can't stop eating. And then I'm really screwed because my son is in so much pain. And I'm not there. I'm checked out. I'm in food fog. I'm in a coma. And I can't get out of it, and I can't stop. So thank you, God, no matter how hard it gets. I'm alive, I'm awake, and I can persevere, and I can continue this just one more day, maybe even a second at a time, that I am not going to stop. I am not going to let disease take another second of me. And my job today, like this book says, be close to God, clean house. And most importantly, be of maximum usefulness because that's where I can get out of me, get into you, and get a little reprieve. And then also hopefully keep this amazing gift that God gave me to be sober and clean and out of the food nightmare. So just keep pushing on. Don't let your sword go down. Fight. Fight harder today than you did yesterday. And don't ever go back to that great lie. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Ginger. Okay, you guys, thank you for everyone uh, this morning that has shared and just on the line. Please um, join us for a second unrecorded hour of study that's immediately uh, going to follow closing. Let me give you the share ID for today, uh, for March 20th. And that share ID is 14,285. That's 14285. Okay, we're not going to close with the reading from the big book. 
on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. And will Susan H., will you be kind enough to read a vision for you for us, Susan? Thank you. <clears throat> Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. All right. Um, Not sure if we're still being recorded. Um, I didn't hear it go off yet, but that's okay. I'm 